You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. PRSA fellow Ira Yellen goes on the record online. I'm barely 10% billable. I mean, I had to work on it. You know, it took a bunch of years to do it, but training the staff and getting them and hiring the right people and finding the right clients. My job is to find, I'm the rainmaker. I bring in the business, but I find certain clients. I have no problem firing a client. And thank you for joining us for this episode of On the Record Online, recorded at the PRSA International Conference 2007 in Philadelphia. This is the podcast that brings you the story behind the story. We do in-depth interviews with journalists from the mainstream media, as well as, from time to time, discussions with bloggers, podcasters, and newsmakers, and we talk to them about how technology is changing and threatening to disrupt the mainstream media business as we know it. My name's Eric Schwartzman. I am the managing director of Schwartzman & Associates, a boutique Los Angeles-based PR agency specializing in entertainment, media, and technology firms. I am also the founder and chairman of iPressroom Corporation. Uh, That is a web-based platform for integrating new media, social media, and online PR uh, into corporate communications and public relations campaigns. We help organizations like Target, Trend Micro, and UCLA extend the reach and effectiveness of their marketing and PR campaigns online using the latest new media tools and services. Uh, Today we have a one-on-one interview with Ira Yellen, APR. He is a fellow um, who has been involved with uh, PRSA for many years. He's led in his own agency for over 25 years, overseeing a wide uh, range of marketing and communications projects. He provides strategic counsel for clients ranging from Fortune 500 companies to nonprofits. Uh, He is here at the PRSA conference leading a session on uh, growing your public relations agency to increase profitability and compensation. Uh, The entire interview with uh, Ira lasts around 15 minutes. It comes to you entirely unedited after this. Don't be left behind. Get the latest online PR tools and services from iPressroom. Powerful, easy to use, available on demand. Extend your sphere of influence online with iPressroom, tools for online media centers, virtual private press rooms, RSS news feeds, podcasts, and more at www.ipressroom.com. iPressroom, always on, even when you're off. Ira Yellen, thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Ira, you're here. Uh, to lead a workshop on growing an agency to increase profitability and compensation during challenging times. Are these really such challenging times? It's always challenging times for agencies because they have to adapt to the changing market conditions. So I've been doing these seminars for Counselors Academy over the years, and we find out there's more and more need and demand from our members uh, asking PRSA to provide more value in terms of running their businesses more effectively, being able to adapt to change market conditions. As you can see, the market goes up and down, things change, clients come and go more, the loyalties of uh, clients over the long term have changed. So it's, it, the environment's changed. I've been doing this for 30 years, and I've seen it in my own agency. 
So we've been asked to come in and help uh, these agencies, particularly ones that are younger ones are starting out, and people who have been downsized or moved on to figure out how they can run it and run their business. A lot of them don't have a business background, but they have agency experience or they have a good skill set, but they lose focus in terms of running it as a business. So beyond the obvious... And I mean, I mean, I don't. I'm not an MBA, and I, I don't uh, consider myself to be a, a whiz with financial statements. But beyond the obvious of uh, you know, earning more than you spend, uh, what sort of wisdom do you have to 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 offer young agencies who are looking to operate more profitably? Two more, two things. One is um, the title. The simple title I call this is the business running you. Or are you running the business? And that's the first question I've always asked if someone is interested in taking the program or have taken our, who've taken my seminars. In other words, what they're doing, are, are they sitting there supporting their staff? Are they compensating themselves fairly? Are they too, much, too billable? I have always asked six questions. Are they working more than 50 hours a week? Uh, are they more concerned about their employees and their benefits? Are they putting enough money away for retirement? Are they taking less than three weeks vacation a year? Are they operating with profit margins below 20%? And are, are they themselves over 50% billable? So I ask them those questions and say, yes. And I'm saying, then you're not running your business. You're running an agency more interested in your skill set and your agency experience than really being profitable and compensating yourself fairly. My belief is anyone who runs an agency, no matter how big it is, should be at least making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And if they're not, that means they are just not working to or running in a business. They're, they're still concerned about client services. As you know, PR people are, are the ultimate enablers. You know, they want to service their client, and many times they over-service them. So they don't know how to say no, or they don't evaluate their clients and their staff effectively. So they end up being frustrated. So they might get to a plateau and not grow anymore. And, uh, and more and more women are running agencies, or I find, you know, they're running into these problems, and uh, the same with men, too, but more and more uh, that women are trying to, you know, with their many lives they have to balance, particularly if they have family and kids, how do they do this fairly and, and take care of themselves. So let's say you've got a client, you've been in business with this client for a year, the client's paying a, a, a more than adequate retainer, and you're working your tail off for the client, but you haven't gotten that big national hit that they're looking for. And, uh, and as a result, you find yourself working extra hard doing other things because the national hits aren't coming. Um, what, how do you get out of that trap? Well, I think it's, it's like anything. I mean, even, even I have to deal with the client understanding pretty well what they're looking for and create realistic expectations. This is when, again, when a, uh, it might not be a good fit. It might be unrealistic expectations of the client. You have to evaluate it in terms of your return on your investment and finding the right client that adapts to your skill set and what you're able to offer. And many times, you know, as agencies, you're looking for a business. It's, uh, you know, is it a science? Is it an art? When you have a client, you know, account management, do you over-service them? Do you under-service them? Do you say, I'll, I'll do the best I can? Are you creating realistic expectations? And at the end of the day, is the job billable enough where you're profitable? And so all these come into play. And if you don't find a way to do that, then, you know, then you're not really running a business. You're just trying to adapt to a client's needs that might not be practical or, or, or unfeasible. So in your experience running this workshop, uh, what are the biggest problems that come up over and over again, the three biggest problems that come up over and over again with agencies? Staffing, finding the right staff to match what you want to do, finding the right clients that, are, that you should be servicing and that are you niched in a particular area and specialty. 
I find the agencies are more general, have a harder time. The agencies, no matter what the size, that are very specialized, do much better. The fourth thing is that it goes back to you as an owner, you as a principal, are you taking care of yourself first? You have to be extremely selfish about your personal needs. If you don't take care of that first, you're going to be frustrated. I got off the phone. I was serving, you know, with our program here, and you know the person was crying because you know they are they are just working crazy hours. They're too billable. They're filling where the staff is weak, and I'm saying to them, "Why are you doing this? You're unhappy, you know." It's just you know I get, I sit there and I you know I, I I take my job and I work all these hours, and so she's actually making close to two hundred thousand dollars, but working crazy hours. And so I said, really, just, you know, you're not servicing, you're not taking care of your business. So it's not basic. You know, it's, it's them taking a step back and saying, you know, what the hell am I doing here? But how how we, I mean, make it practical. How are we going to do that? Let's say, for example, you've got clients breathing down your neck. You've got uh, overhead. You know, you got you to gotta make your nut and you gotta pay, you got to make your payroll. Right. Uh, you're a small business. You don't have, you know six to 12 months of payroll in the bank if things don't work out. So in many cases, you know, you've got to keep your clients happy. Well, it's, 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 I mean, I lived it every day too. It's just managing it properly. It's having great account execs and account managers who can create what I call a cadence. You have to design a cadence in your agency. And then you have to work with the client and say, here's the cadence. There's a sense of everything has to be done immediately. There's a sense of urgency, everything. My experience is that's not the case. And in doing that, you're able then to manage your budgets better. You're able to service a client realistically. And you don't overpromise and do too much. That's, it's usually the agency side that creates the problem, not the client. The client is not the problem many times. The client will adapt and change to how you work with them. Ira, it sounds great, but I'm not getting any practical answers from you on how to actually do this stuff. You've got to look at yourself and say, what is it I want to do? Seriously. It's, it's that simple. It's common sense. If you're saying, what comes a priority in your life? My health, my family, the amount of income I have to do, and do it that way. And then what you do is you're going to work it through. It's, this is not easy stuff. I'm not saying it's easy. It took me a bunch of years. Until around 10 years ago, I got a kick in the tush and said, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're the the roadblock. You're the one who's not growing. You're not hiring and training your people properly. It's like any business. You just have to look at all the details carefully and and manage it that way. Today, I don't even manage an account. My clients only see me strategically. I'm barely 10% billable. I mean, I had to work on it. You know, it took a bunch of years to do it, but training the staff and getting them and hiring the right people and finding the right clients... My job is, to find, I'm the rainmaker, I bring in the business, but I find certain clients, I have no problem firing a client. I'm not worried about the revenue stream, you have to make it scalable. So no matter what your revenue stream is, you yourself does not suffer for it. So um, you're out there winning business, handing it off to your team. Mm-hmm. How do you make sure that the promises you made when you were pitching the business uh, are delivered upon by your team? When the client never calls me and says there's a problem. Then I know, you know, and that rarely happens. And also, I have account people. We report regularly what's going on. I, and more importantly, I've trained my staff, or my staff understands we are running a business first. So they know the margins they have to work to. Uh, they know the profitability levels they got to work to. And then they manage a client. It, again, it's having great staff who knows agency work, knows how to manage clients, 
Our clients just want to be serviced properly like any client does. They want to stay within reasonable budgets, and they want to make sure you know that what we're doing is going to have some outcome measurement, and those are the basic things you work towards. Tell me about your headcount. I have uh, seven full-time staff and around 15 contract part-time outside people, and I don't have any creative people inside. We just, we, we're scalable to the work. To be quite honest, the outside people generate my, my, my revenue and my profit. My staff altogether are under 50% billable. It doesn't matter. They're managing outside people who are actually doing the tactical work and who are being supervised by our account managers. It's the account managers that really matter to me. They're the ones servicing the client. How do you hire good account managers? Well, I've had them for so many years. I've had staff for 24 years, for 20 years, for 18 years. And uh, uh, I hire, I don't hire too much out of college. Um, that I, what I do is I, I look for seasoned people. I've had seasoned people, and I've trained them. They've been very loyal. They're compensated very fairly. They have flex time. Um, and it's you know just adapting to what they're, as much their personal needs as what the company is. Everyone has a computer at home. They can work at home. They just know my simple goals. I have, we bill every two weeks. I want to meet that nut, get that, and, get, and make sure that they get to that goal, and that's their job. They understand that. They also know, you know what I expect for income from me. I said, I'm happy. If you make me happy, you'll be fine. So practically speaking, how do you find account people? Where do you go? Where do you place the ad? What do you do? I don't place ads because then I'd be besieged. Um, we, just, we have a, a network of people. I haven't had to hire anybody in six years. So I have hardly any turnover. But you're leading this class that's designed to help others learn how to do it. So what, what, would, what do you advise? What I would advise is that they should find people, three things. That, you know, they have broad-based background. They can write very well. Uh, they can converse very well. When I do hire, and we do test interns that come in, we have a writing assignment. We see how to interview. We see how they uh, talk to people. We see how curious they are about things. It's more about their personality. If their skill set is weak, we, you know, we'll train the interns to be better in writing and other areas. What's more important, their interpersonal skills, how they analyze things. Uh, the people I've hired over the years who came from a background, none of them came from a PR background. They came from a general liberal arts background. They, they changed from you know, a curious and intellectual curiosity about things. More importantly, they were great around people. And so I say, look for qualities of people. If the skill set's a little weak, it's more important to have a person who's able to deal with other people because that's our business. And at the end of the day, when they do research, when I do research, that's what my clients mostly look for. You're responsive. You're a good listener. You ask good questions. You do, we do a lot of market research and analysis for our clients. We find the certain clients that are looking for a comprehensive way of dealing with their issues. So it's, it starts in those levels. So it's, it, it's the intelligence and the common sense of the person I look for. Some of this is very intuitive, and some of it is just you know, putting through some basic skill training to see if they have those abilities. And uh, so that's what I advise agency people. And the ones I find today are coming to us, it's been usually staffing's a problem. There's a little donut right now, too. There's, there's a, a young, younger people having strategic background to do it. There's a gap with the baby boomers to Generation X around 10 years because of the way the population grew. So there's less of a group of folks I'm finding out there. So it will involve more training of younger people. And the younger people also aren't as loyal. They're going to move around. I went through that for a few years. I said, I don't want to spend all this money on training someone. And he said, well, I just want to move. And so it's, um, you know, you learn 30 years who to hire. 
I mean, I've been through maybe 150 employees over the years. And I sure know the good ones from the bad ones. That's why we offered this. So it, I was mentored, and we want people back to mentor, you know, to do the thing. I know this sounds kind of general, but it's, I just look at it as common sense. There's no holy grail here. And so what we do is we put them through a four-part process, which is very specific, about evaluating themselves, evaluating how they do billables. How do you determine a billable hour? How do you determine you know, who should be billable and what they're doing and what kind of profit margin should you get from inside or outside people? And then how you put a market and business plan. Most of the ones amazing I talk to have no business or market plan. They said, well, people just come to us. I said, well, that's not marketing. <laughs> you want to go out and find your clients, you've got to go market, and here's how you do it. You know, it's what I've learned over the years. My job is to find the three or four good clients a year, and it takes quite an effort today. You know, it used to be one in 10, it's up to one in 20 now. So you have to go through a lot of leads to find the clients that you want to find. What's a good client? A good client doesn't call you a vendor, doesn't call you outside person. It's someone they want to develop a relationship and a partnership with because they can't ramp up internally to provide the objective counsel that they want to do to grow their business. It's someone who's looking that, you know, we work in, where we can work in partnership, understanding more importantly that they're at a certain phase they want to grow or they want to expand or change. And that, you know, we're going to be there to be fair and objective and provide fair counsel to them. So it's, uh, but we are, I'm niched in certain industries in healthcare and high tech and large institutional. So I've niched what we do and anything doesn't fall into that, I'll pass it on to either an independent practitioner or another agency. So we just don't take every client that comes through the door or even I get leads. We turn just as many down who come to us because they don't fit a certain profile. Ira, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.